When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Lane Fargo, and I'm here with Kristen LaBianca. Hello. And Kristen, I understand you got some um, very entertaining uh, mail from, would we say a fan? Would we say that? I don't think we would, I don't think we would call her a fan, no. A reader. Of- uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, someone who has read the book, though she did go out of her way to point out that someone loaned her the book so she didn't even purchase the book so i can't even be like well at least she bought it she didn't um but she she says you're obviously a good writer but why did you make your protagonist such a heavy drinker for decades ohio has been a world leader in substance abuse and i did not enjoy reading about your detective imbibing whiskey at every opportunity then taking a bottle to bed with her good grief that is just not cool this is not a moral issue, but a medical one. At her rate, she will be dealing with liver damage and cognitive issues alone within a couple of years. We do not need any more main characters pegging out on substances. Please! That's in capitals with an exclamation point. Get her into rehab and please adjust your thinking about this. Enough already. Oh my god. Thank you for that dramatic reading. And I also <laughs> want to make sure that people realize that you said you were reading it as written and she said pegging out, not picking out. And yes. pegging out is a very different yeah that was <laughs> very weird thing. that was weird um but yeah I, I love this message so much oh my god it's pretty fantastic and i would just like to like i, I wonder about this person has she never read a detective novel before for yeah. one thing because it's like it's like um kind of a part of the genre a little bit and like that's something that i kind of like I used from the history of the genre, but I tried to play around with it a little bit. Um, and also I feel like people keep misunderstanding that like everything that's in our books, it doesn't mean we are like endorsing that behavior. <laughs> we don't endorse alcoholism. We don't endorse murder, for example. Which depends on the murder part. We <laughs> don't endorse alcoholism. That's very harmful. Sometimes murder is good. Okay, fine. Sometimes murder is good. You're right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just, I just don't understand this. Like, please adjust your thinking about this enough already. Like, 
It's not cool, Kristen. I, it's not cool of me to write a character who has struggles. Pegging Jeez. out all over the place, just over and over. I <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, this letter is so over the top, especially where she says, good grief, that is just not cool. Like, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, everyone's entitled to their opinion. Sure. And, like, you can like or not like my books, and you can like most of the book and hate one aspect of it or hate the whole damn thing. I don't, you know, it's none of my business, honestly. But she took the time to tell me that she disagreed with my choice of character attributes, which is just <laughs> weird. It's my it's really story. Weird. Well, and I feel like... Okay, so we love libraries. We love people lending their books out to their friends and spreading the word and like yes. totally valid to write a review for a book that you've read wherever you got it, unless you pirated it, then like, fuck you. Right. But <laughs> I feel like you should have to show proof of purchase or something to personally email yes. the author with your rant, like to go to like to hop into the inbox. I feel like there should be a right. screening sort of process. I don't know how we do that, but <laughs> it would really improve everyone's lives. It really would. It's just there's something like very... I don't even know what the word is entitled or presumptuous to just be like, not only did I have this opinion, but I think the author should know about it and I'm going to tell her. And I didn't pay for her book. Right. I didn't even pay for it. I just read it and disliked it. And now I'm going to make her have a crappy day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry, Christine. (laughs) I'm sorry that you hated it so much. Like it's a, it's a character attribute. It's a struggle that the character deals with over the course of the series. Her, attitude towards it begins to change i think you know no one wants to read about characters who have perfect lives Mm -mm. so it's just it's just a very strange take to be like this is a thing that is just not cool to even talk about this especially in ohio like okay (laughs) no one else has problems with alcohol except in ohio like that no you know (sighs) no Uh, people they are Uh, the worst they really are that that author contact form on the website, man, like sometimes you yeah. get good stuff and sometimes you get not good stuff and there's just nothing to be done about it. Like, I just find it so odd that people choose to like reach out to share their shitty opinion. Someday we'll be like rich and famous enough that we'll have assistants or like fancy publicists to deal with that and no one yes. will be able to reach us ever. <laughs> yes. We recluses. Yes, that's, that's the dream. Absolutely. All right. Well, today we are going to discuss uh, some of the movies that are nominated for Oscars this year and some that I think should be, though. I think Kristen has some different opinions. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, But yeah, we watched watched a bunch of these movies. And I used to, I'm like a big Oscars fan. And I know we've done an Oscars episode before. I used to try and like watch every movie that was nominated, like a real little film nerd. And I've been like a little bit not as into it the last few years, even though it's like easier than ever to watch all these movies because most of them are streaming. Right, right. Yeah, I just feel like there's been, it's been weird. Like there was the, you know, Oscars so white issue from several years ago that's not really fixed in any way (laughs) whatsoever. And so, you know, these types of things can get a little like, do we still need to be doing this? But it is really fun to like, participate in the cultural conversation at least by being aware of what these movies are you mean hollywood didn't solve racism yet because they like (laughs) congratulate themselves on it every time they do an award show they sure do they sure do (laughs) god everything is such a mess i'm like a little worried about movies in general because so i watched let's see one two three four five six seven eight of these movies and i didn't really love um 
like many. I'm like, am I broken? Like, do I no longer enjoy movies or are movies bad now? Like, I don't know. I don't know because some of these that we both watched, I did enjoy. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say most of them were like my new favorites or anything, but I found some merit in them. But let's start with one that we both hated because we're bitter bitches on this show. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Always fun to open with a big old pan. So let's talk about Spencer. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Both thumbs down. Oh, my God. Okay. So this is. This movie was so boring. It was so boring. So Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. It's very weirdly set over the course of like three days over a holiday, Mm -hmm. a Christmas weekend at some point. I don't even remember. The 80s or late 80s. And like literally nothing happens. It's very much like a character study. Mm -hmm. But. A really boring one. Yeah. Like, I just sort of felt like this movie, like, it could have done something interesting with that type of setup. Like, so it's basically like <clears throat> Diana is um, at Christmas with the, the the crew, the royals, and she's, like, having a breakdown. Mm-hmm. That's basically the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and there are parts of it where she's sort of like imagining things that she might do. And I feel like if they had really, really leaned into that and like leaned into like the fantasy of, of like self harm sort of, and really made it like psychological and dark, it would have been something. Yeah. Like there's this scene where they're at dinner and she sees the ghost of Anne Boleyn for some reason, that bitch keeps showing up. Yes. And then she is wearing this pearl necklace, which is the ugliest effing necklace I've ever seen. Horrible. First of all. (laughs) It's like it was made of gumballs. It did look like it was made of gumballs. But so she um, has talked before about how this same necklace, Charles also bought it for his mistress. (laughs) Um, And so she imagines herself like ripping the necklace off and the like pearls, the gumball pearls land in her (laughs) soup. And then she's like eating them and like crunching down and like breaking her teeth. And like, I was kind of into that. I don't want the whole movie to be like that. That was fucked up. It was really fucked up and dark and twisted. And like at that point, I was like, okay, this might be something. But that's honestly like the most interesting part of the movie. Yeah. There's like one part where she's going to like maybe kill herself, but then Anne Boleyn's ghost talks her out of it or something. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, I kind of stopped paying attention partway through because I was like so bored. It also, this movie was written and directed by men whose names I don't know and will not look up. Um, And (laughs) I just, it had this whole vibe of like, poor, beautiful, sad lady. Like, (laughs) yes, I could save her. I could save her from this horrible situation. And I don't know, like that, that was like just the the tone that I got. I I don't know. Yeah, and it was like, it was like the the character of Diana that they created in this movie was very like remote and isolated. And like, I guess that kind of makes sense, but they didn't do anything interesting with that. Um, And it was very much like not a, like a fact-based biographical movie, which is fine. Of course you can definitely use real materials to tell a story in a different way. Um, But they just sort of chose to not really tell a story. Mm -hmm. And there were just like, some very weird elements sort of tacked on. Like, I think it was during the the part where she was possibly going to throw herself down a broken staircase. And she's like imagining herself dancing through various hallways in different dresses. It's just Uh like, why, why is this in this movie? What is happening here? 
there's also a very strange like the ending it's almost like they finished the movie and the feedback was it's too dark make it make it lighter and they're like okay great we'll spend five minutes at the end making it light and Uh so there's just this very like awkward sort of happy-ish seeming ending tacked on it does not work at all it is an abrupt tone shift yes definitely and i also did not enjoy the 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 token lesbian character insertion where her her maid or her dresser is like i'm in love with you and they laugh and it's like really weird i like blocked out for that part (laughs) (laughs) i was so bored Kristen. it was so boring it was like this movie the movie ended and i just sat there and i was just like i feel like there is just like a hundred pound weighted blanket on me i'm just like oh it was just awful there was nothing engaging about it at all but hey, at least we didn't have to sit in a theater and watch it. I was like on my couch with snacks and my phone in my hand. So, you know. That's true. We, yes, I did have free snacks and uh, my phone to keep me amused. Um, I will say that like Kristen Stewart was very good in it. Yeah. But it's like it was a bizarre movie. <laughs> yeah, she was good though. Yeah. No shade to Kristen. Um, What should we talk about next? How about uh, you saw Night- Nightmare Alley, right? Yep. You did not like this I either. I did not like it. I okay, tell me why I actually did. <laughs> first of all, like this is another movie where like it should have been amazing and it like it like looked great. Like all yeah. Del Toro movies, like it just like looked amazing. But it was just so like shallow. These characters had no depth at all. Um the main thing that I found to be incredibly distracting was that like the movie was treating Bradley Cooper like he was like a young man oh yes can we talk about this okay first of all i liked this movie overall but i hate bradley cooper so much yeah he's very smug what is the point of him i like there are people who think he's hot i guess and i know you're gonna like come at me for my adam driver love in like 15 minutes so we'll (laughs) we'll put a pin in that but i just can't stand him and he's like yeah especially in and in the first part of the movie because it takes place over like a span of years so yeah older but in the first part of the movie they're talking like he's like 24 or something yeah and I was like how old is he I know he's way older than he's that like in his mid 40s he is 48 oh, <laughs> 48 years old like you are you're middle aged. like this is ridiculous no 48 year old actress would ever get to be in a movie and be like young lady like no no <sighs> it was just so bizarre because like the the whole setup of the movie is like he's this young guy who doesn't know anything and he joins the circus and he learns about the world a young, naive, 48-year-old man. Right, exactly. So, like, from the get-go, I was like, okay, this is just bizarre. I just felt like the the whole movie was, it seemed to be about, is this naive, young, 48-year-old man a good guy <laughs> or a bad guy? But it's, like, very obvious that he's a bad guy. Yeah. Very obvious from the beginning. So, like, I, the, when he finally reveals how fucked up he is, it's, like, not a reveal at all. Yeah. I mean, I didn't give a shit about him. I just love Kate Blanchett and she's like a a very uh unethical therapist. Yes. <laughs> very unethical and hot. She is fantastic in everything she does, but especially when she is being this sort of like 1940s woman, like yes. When she you know, she was in Carol, she does she does an amazing Catherine Hepburn in the movie The Aviator, like she just has that look and that vibe. She was great, but her character had, like, no depth to it. Again, like, 
when she appears on the screen, it's like, oh, is this character good or bad? Well, it's like very, very obvious. Of course she's bad. I did like that they didn't go into, like, it's clear that she has this trauma in her past that's like motivating her and they didn't go too much into exactly what happened in a way that would have felt um, gross. Yeah. <laughs> like you can kind of assume what it is once you get to the end of the movie, you're like, oh, okay, I, like, can, I can put the pieces together and understand what happened to her and why it's motivating her to act in this way. But they didn't like have her give some monologue where she goes into like how she was hurt uh, right. and like exactly what happened to her. So everyone can revel in that. I did appreciate that aspect of it but yeah whenever she was on screen okay so I spent a lot of this movie like just like this is again the the benefit of watching it at home uh talking to the screen saying that I wanted Cable and Chet to step on me and that Bradley Cooper should not touch her because he doesn't deserve to even be in the same room as her so true and then my partner and I spent at least the first half of the movie talking about who would have been better than Bradley Cooper in this movie? And our final answer was Andrew Garfield. Oh, it's been a lot better, right? <laughs> yeah, especially because he was in the eyes of Tammy Faye as a a kind of naive character, and he was pretty good as it. So, yeah, yeah, and he's like thirty seven, thirty eight, so he could like kind of age down, age up. It's not like completely absurd to call him a young man. Like he has kind of a boyish look, not like paunchy old Bradley Cooper that we're supposed to pretend is hot. I guess I don't know. Like well, what the fuck is wrong with Hollywood? Bradley Cooper is like, like is he conventionally attractive? Yes, I suppose. Is but he? <laughs> I would say yes. But also, okay. like I just like he's he's very unappealing because he's really smug and like he just has kind of a a cynical quality to the way that he just exists on camera. And that does not work at all for the first part of this movie where he's supposed Mm -mm. to be a a rube. And it's just like, I don't understand why he, I don't understand why he was in the movie. It would have been better with Andrew Garfield or like anyone, anyone else. Um, But I really feel like that this movie wasted a lot of opportunities with the female characters um we've got tony collette as a she's like a fake psychic at the circus i love her she's i know she's so good uh and rooney mara is like a freak show electricity act sort of girl and these characters just they don't really have much going on yeah they're all there to like help him on his his (laughs) journey of realizing that he's a piece of shit yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and Isn't that what like every movie about a man is about I honestly don't know. <laughs> like yeah that's pretty much what life is about i guess <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like the, in the first part of the movie it's they're at the circus and then the second half of the movie is sort of a few years later and bradley cooper has gone from naive circus rube to suave and skilled mentalist who performs in like swanky nightclubs and does this like you know cold reading sort of act and it's like a very significant tone shift and it could have been really cool but because we already know that he's going to turn out to be a piece of shit it's like there's nothing mysterious about any of it yeah It was very stylish, though, like the whole look and vibe. Guillermo del Toro does not miss in that department ever. Very true. Like, yeah, it looked amazing, um, but it was all it was all just like glossy stuff. No substance whatsoever. And Bradley Cooper needs to stop being in movies. Yep. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What, okay, Kristen, were any of these movies, were there any that you liked? Do we want to talk about one? <laughs> yeah, so, so out of all of the movies that I watched, um, 
by far my favorite was the tragedy of Macbeth's Joel Cohen adaptation with um, Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. And it's just such a cool adaptation. It's very, it's very like spare. It's in black and white and there's just crazy shadows, like a, you know, a really old Hollywood movie, but you really can feel like the madness in this version of Macbeth, which I feel like you can't always actually feel it. It's like, when you, I mean, and that could be because like, you know, I've seen a bazillion community theater productions of Macbeth and whatever, those people are doing their best, but they're not always fine actors, <laughs> but <laughs> the, <Fair enough>. the, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, the actual madness among the characters, um, I feel like you, it can actually get lost, but this movie does such a good job of letting you feel it. And it does some really, really cool stuff with the witches, which open this the, the movie the play in you know every version of Macbeth ever is sort of opens with these witches and it's usually like three witches with pointy noses dancing weirdly around a bubbling cauldron and you know it's just kind of like stock material of like this is what witches are like um this movie does not do that it's just I can't even explain it you just have to see it it's so good I've not seen this one yet, and I'm really excited too. I love Macbeth, but I too have seen some questionable versions of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last movie version of it kind of sucked. Uh, the Michael Fassbender one, which I was like, this should be great. It's Michael yeah. Fassbender and Marion Cotillard, and it was like really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, they like were it's... hot, but <laughs> that only gets you so far, though. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is just a really, it's a really good adaptation, and I loved it. The woman who plays the witches is a um i didn't know this but i read about her afterwards like a very well-known stage actress Catherine hunter and like she is just unbelievable absolutely steals every scene that she is in and the way that it's done is just really cool um so the movie was nominated i think denzel washington was nominated for best actor and there were also some noms for like cinematography and like production design very very well deserved francis didn't get nominated no were they like you already have three oscars sit down <laughs> probably the last time when she won for nomadland you could tell she was just like ah, okay thanks yeah <laughs> i love her i love her too i love i love the energy that she brings into everything yeah the like i don't give a shit energy and she is one of the few women in hollywood who like actually does get away with like she doesn't care about fashion right she doesn't wear makeup very much and no one gives a shit because she's Frances mcdormand like she gets away with it she just does not play the game yeah i love it i love that she does that it's and i love that she gets away with it like i don't know why she is allowed to uh i don't know why the machine lets her get away with it but i'm so glad that it does because it's wonderful. i hope it's not just because her husband is like famous and right? powerful i don't <laughs> think it is i think it's like she just She's so talented and she just gives so few fucks yeah. and everyone wants to work with her. So she's just like, take me as I am. Yeah. I love it. That's like the energy I aspire to when I'm her age. Yes, for real. All right. So let's talk about, did you watch um, Encanto? Yes. Okay. So I like that one pretty well. Yeah, it's cute. It's very cute. Um, it was nominated for the best animated. Um, and it's just a very like, it's really fun and beautiful and it has great, original songs by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, it was very cute. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot better than Raya and the Last Dragon, which... You didn't like that one? Kristen, <sighs> why do you hate everything? I don't know. I don't... <laughs> I just... I just fucking did. I hated all these movies except for 
I don't know what that says about hate in your heart. I understand. (laughs) But like, so I liked it. Okay. But it was like, I don't know. It was nothing special. It was kind of a complicated plot for what it was. And it didn't have any songs. And so I was sad because I thought it was a movie with songs. Oh, okay. So So, (laughs) you wanted songs. I wanted songs. You wanted Lin-Manuel Miranda to write more songs for you. Yeah, I did. I wanted more songs and there weren't any songs. You know what else? There was also not in Raya is uh, lesbians except there were we were supposed to pretend that they were not lesbians yes even though they they had undercuts and cats and all of these things they ridiculous yeah it's like the most gay coded shit i've ever (laughs) seen and they're like we're just friends i'm like bitches no right like they could have that could have been much more interesting if they had done something with that yeah but i do think that um aquafina is she's like she's entertaining in everything that she's in so her voicing the dragon was like that was good i don't know it just struck me as kind of an odd an odd disney movie because the characters were like older than the and then normal in these sort of disney princess type movies right like yeah, i guess so they should have made out they should have it would have been so much better to my credit i did watch it sort of like about a half an hour after i watched nightmare alley which i hated so, so you were already in a mood. I was already in a mood. It's already. <laughs> I was already like ready to hate shit. Okay. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I see what you're saying though. I mean, it wasn't like my favorite. I haven't really thought about it much since I watched it a few yeah. months ago. We like paid for it when it was like you had to pay the premium rate because that was a point in the pandemic where it was like, well, we can't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. So I guess we'll give the mouse all our money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the economy strong. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was I it would have been much better if they'd made out and it was like completely ridiculous how queer coded it was without Disney loves to do that shit though. They're like they like are the worst at queer baiting. Like they just... Yeah, they really are. I actually think there was a little bit of that in Encanto too, with the sister who makes the flowers grow, how at the end like everything's messy and she's covered with rainbows and she's not trying to find a husband anymore. Uh huh. Really yeah. hoping something was going to happen there, but of course nothing did because <sighs> gotta gotta just string us along. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. She like, dyes her hair or, like a weird color, right? Yeah, like, I know what's going on with you. Exactly. You haven't realized it yet, but we see. Yeah, we see it. <laughs> <laughs> we all must go through this process, right? Our own exactly. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's talk about House of Gucci, which okay. uh, <laughs> I hated it. Okay. I loved it. Um, I think Lady Gaga was completely robbed. I'm furious that she's not nominated. I'm really glad Jared Leto is not nominated, though, because like, fuck him. And he was so obnoxious in this movie. So obnoxious. Oh, so obnoxious. Like, that's kind of the character, but it's just, ugh. Anyway, so House of Gucci, for anyone who has not had the pleasure. <laughs> is based on a true story about uh, this woman, Patrizia, who married into the the Gucci family, like the fashion house in Italy. And she was like a total gold digger, social climber type. And eventually her Gucci husband cheated on her and broke her heart. And so she hired a hitman to have him murdered, which like, I we stand a queen. (laughs) (laughs) Although it was actually a really terrible plan as the movie shows. But um. I just, I, I love that. I, we probably shouldn't, I mean, like a real person died and we shouldn't, but you know, like I said, sometimes murder is justified. And in this case, I think it was. Um, okay. Yes, that is, <laughs> that is what the movie is about. Um, I will say that 
that Lady Gaga was very good and convincing and you could feel her rage. But I kind of had the same problem with this as I did Nightmare Alley to some degree. There's just like no real depth. Like the characters would like state their goals rather than show. And it was just kind of like the tone of it was kind of all over the place for me. Like in the beginning we have like this meet cute between them, but then, then I don't know. It just, it just didn't do it for me. Could be because Adam driver doesn't do anything for me. I'm sorry <sighs> that that means we can't be friends anymore. Was, More for me. It's nice knowing you. I like, so I just rewatched it cause I had seen it in theaters uh, and when it first came out and then I rewatched it a, a weekend or two ago and I, they have this insane sex scene <laughs> in a trailer. It is a lot. Is, um, yeah. And the first time I like blacked out during it, I think because <laughs> I was like, so just overwhelmed with, I mean, like if you're a bisexual person who's attracted to both of them, which I definitely am, like it was a lot to take in. <laughs> And I totally missed that at the very end of the sex scene, while he's like absolutely pounding her, she slaps him in the face and is like, come on. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, watching it at home, I had the pleasure of, I was like, "Uh, did she just slap him? And Nate was like, do you want to run it back? And I was like, you know, I do. (laughs) (laughs) So you watched that a hundred times in a row. A hundred times. A hundred times. Yeah. So... (laughs) My Adam Driver lust notwithstanding, <laughs> what I liked about this movie was the the tone is weird. It's like very campy and strange, um, but like campy as seen by like an old straight British man. So yeah. it doesn't like 100% work. But the female characters, specifically Lady Gaga and then um, Salma Hayek is in it as this um, very shady psychic. <laughs> yes. I loved both of them. Like they're just like classic classic unlikable female characters like lady gaga's character she meets this guy and as soon as she realizes he's a gucci she is just like showing up all over the place like very clumsily seducing him (laughs) like she's just so transparent about her gold digging and i i love that i don't know i just i thought she did a great job like she didn't she really leaned into that character and like making her as unlikable as she needed to be and then salma hayek's character is like clearly using her for right <laughs> her money like there's one scene where they're um she's like complaining about her unfaithful husband and salma's like oh yeah i mean we could put another spell on him but let's wait till after we get back from like this trip that they're gonna go <laughs> yeah <on." laughs> She's just like, just totally using her and telling her what she wants to hear. And I don't know. I loved both of these bitches. They're terrible. They are terrible. I just like, I don't know. I just feel like as like, yes, this is a movie that's based on real events. So like, yes, this is, this is about, this is basically what happened in this real story. But when you make a movie, you need to have more than just like, this is the sequence of the events that happened going on. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a good sense of pacing. The tone was really weird. It had like parts that were like weirdly too light. And I don't know, just, it just, it just did not do it for me. It was definitely too long. There are a lot of really long ass movies right now, yes. like two hour, 45 minute movies. The Batman, which I already saw and I'm going to see again tomorrow <laughs> is three hours long. Oh like, what the fuck it's really good though but it's so long (laughs) i would just like to say that macbeth which is a long ass tome that movie comes in at like a cool one hour and 50 minutes and i have so much appreciation for that 
Yeah, you gotta. That's actually one of Shakespeare's shorter plays, but like even so, there's so much you can cut. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and when you see a production where they don't cut anything, you're like, oh my god. Yes, yes. Uh, no one cares about this part. Yes. But so yeah, Lady Gaga, she, her performance was great. It's not her fault that the movie had no pacing. Can we agree that she should be nominated for Best Actress, not Kristen Stewart? Um, yeah, I would, I would say that's fair. Okay. Yeah. But I still, I still did not like that movie. And okay. I, I like, maybe also I didn't like it because I not super long ago watched a documentary about the story that I found to be much more interesting <laughs> than the movie. Um, that was maybe like two months ago. But did it have Adam Driver being horny in it? Because like, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much <laughs> if it didn't have that. So. Definitely, it definitely didn't because it was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm just asking <laughs> questions, Kristen. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I I hope you can still respect me as a person. But yeah, that movie was not for me. It's fine. It's fine. We can still be friends. Okay. Thank you. Do we want to do... We've got like a couple more. We want to just do like rapid fire round to close it out. Sure, sure. Um. Okay. Don't look up. Yes. Kind of funny. Too heavy handed. Leonardo DiCaprio is old now and that's weird. Yeah, he's he's so old. And like the fact that um Melanie Linsky was supposed to be his like frumpy wife. Melanie Linsky is so much hotter than him. Yeah. I will buy him the tell. Yeah, that was that was weird. It's like the movie's way too heavy handed in what it's preaching that humans are ruining the earth, essentially. Yeah. Um but I will say that so there's this part early on where so that there are scientists who discovered an asteroid is going to hit the earth in six months and they've gone to the white house to brief the president and there's this like general who is sort of showing them around and at one point he goes and gets them snacks and comes back and is like yeah these were ten dollars snacks are so expensive and jennifer lawrence's character later goes into the kitchen and discovers that the snacks are free and so then (laughs) for like the rest of the movie she's like obsessed with the fact that this general like charged everyone ten dollars for the snacks I just fucking loved that. I don't know why, but it was so funny to me. <laughs> she just keeps bringing like, it up. Like it, the world is ending, but she can't let it go. Yes. I found that so relatable. <laughs> yeah. I like that movie overall. It was heavy handed, but it was also like, there were some parts where like towards the end when things are getting worse and like s- some people do start to kind of like see the evidence with their own eyes and change their minds. I'm like, that wouldn't happen. They yeah. would still be like, this is bullshit. This is all a government hoax and right. the liberals just want you to be afraid. And like, I just, any, <laughs> I'm so like, I've always been cynical, but after the the pandemic or I mean, we're still <laughs> in the pandemic, but like after everything we've been through the past few years, my cynicism is beyond. I'm just like, yeah. These people are like, you're like, the sky is blue. And they're like, it's chartreuse. You're like, okay, well, we don't live in the same reality. Let's just. (laughs) Right. It's like your mind is gone. There's not anything else to say about that, really. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I don't know that this was like the the kind of movie you would expect to see nominated for Best Picture. I like forgot that it was until you mentioned it when we were talking about like the order we were going to go in for that. I was like, don't look up was nominated. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So it was like. It was it made me laugh a few times. I really enjoyed that thing about the snacks, man. Yeah. Um, the Eyes of Tammy Faye. Did you watch that? I did. Um, I liked it more than I thought I would. I thought Jessica Chastain was really good in it in like a character that could have gone totally cartoony and she yeah. managed to like find the humanity in her, but like 
Christianity is wild. Man. Christianity <laughs> is so wild. Like all of yeah, that was. I don't really know why that movie needed to exist. Like I feel like there's been a lot of Tammy Faye related projects kind of happening. Apparently, there's a musical with Kristen Chenoweth that's happening. Oh. I guess Jessica Chastain have been trying to make it for a really long time. Oh, so it's like been in development forever. So maybe like even before some of these other things. It's like yeah. a passion project for her. Interesting. But yeah, she did make Tammy Faye not a complete caricature sort of sort of character. There were, you know, believable moments. Um, but yeah, I she was she was very good. Andrew Garfield was good. I was very disturbed by Vincent D'Onofrio playing Jerry Falwell Sr. He was too good. I was like, whoa. I know. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> I had a whole conversation with Nate while we were watching this that he grew up um like going to church as well, but like like Lutheran church where I grew up going to that kind of church, like that they feature oh. in the movie. Mm -hmm. So he's like, What is this? And I'm like, I'm having war flashbacks. I need help. Like he just it was like totally incomprehensible to him where I was just like, oh no, yeah, like all this looks familiar to me, but I don't want to think about it. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. And I don't know if, if that movie was nominated for makeup, but man, what they did to her face, unreal. Oh, it better have been. It better have been. My God, that was some masterful eyeshadow yeah. business. Oh, and I will say also, uh, to return briefly to House of Gucci, the only nomination for that film, I believe, is for hair and makeup hmm. for like Lady Gaga's personal. She like brought someone onto the film to do like all her wigs and stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's the only one who got nominated because he tweeted about it after he was like, I made this when I started the movie, I made this like elaborate book with like showing all of her looks throughout the years and Ridley Scott was like okay like he just didn't give a shit and now this guy's the only one with the nomination <laughs> I love that love to see it yes. uh, <laughs> and then the last one I had was power of the dog did you watch that I did not I actually didn't know what it was about and then I saw a preview for it yesterday and I was like oh I might watch that but then I didn't so okay it's really good um I can't like explain why it's so good without giving things away like okay. it kind of it surprised me but uh the only real female character in this whole thing is Kirsten Dunst who um she plays this young mother who marries uh Jesse Plemons who's like her real life <laughs> husband actually <laughs> and goes to live on a ranch with him and his brother played by Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Cumberbatch's character is like very uh obsessed with this image of like the cowboy like he's always wearing his chaps and his hat and like being very masculine and Kirsten's uh young son is uh like very heavily implied that he's queer mm -hmm. like it's not really said outright but like very heavily implied and he starts like, he's being bullied by Benedict Cumberbatch and then she's being bullied by him as well like it's just this whole like weird psychological games that they play with each other kind of kind of thing um this movie's been getting a lot of attention lately because of the bullshit that the actor sam elliott said about it oh yes yes which uh was pretty ridiculous he was like well it's so it's so stupid like he's just wearing his chaps all the time and he's like cowboys aren't like that and then there's like all this stuff about like gay stuff and cowboys aren't gay and i'm just like okay i don't even know where to start with all of that like first of all the movie is about toxic masculinity right. and like, the way that he's presenting his masculinity is supposed to be cartoonish and ridiculous because he's compensating for something <laughs> so sam missed the whole point of the movie and uh it's been interesting to see the discussion around that and the director kind oh my of god 
hit back at him on the red carpet. But then, then just as she had get, gotten all this goodwill from the public, she had to go and be a complete asshole when she won. Do you want to say what happened? Yes. Yeah, so Jane Campion said something about, so she was talking about uh, Serena Williams and Venus Williams. Uh, and she's like, you know, you're wonderful, but you don't play against the guys like I have to. And it had nothing to do with anything. Like, they were there because that movie King Richard was also nominated. But yeah. I don't even know if that movie was, like, up for the Best Director Award. I think, what was this? The Critics Circle? Or the, it was one of the ones that came, happened in the last couple weeks. Yeah. And it just, it had, like, nothing to do with, with anything. It's like she was standing up there and looked out in the crowd and saw yeah, she, <laughs> Serena and Venus and just, like, decided to put her foot all the way down her throat. Like, yes. why would you do this? Right. And it's like a completely unforced error. Why? Yeah. Why did you say this? Like, you don't have to play against the guys like I do. Like, oh, my God, Jane Campion, shut your mouth. So stupid. So stupid. I, I just cannot, like, I can't understand why she would say that. And there's no excuse for it. I mean, it's like absolutely racist. It's absolutely, like, people were really trying to explain, like, oh, well, she didn't mean it. And it's like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's so <laughs> fucked up. Right. And, like, unnecessary. It had nothing to do with anything. So, so unnecessary. Uh, I, she's such a talented director. And I was definitely, like, pulling for her to win the Oscar. But I have never seen someone go from, because it was, like, earlier that weekend or maybe even that <laughs> yeah. day at the same award show where she was saying this stuff about like she called Sam Elliott a bitch and like said all this and people were like yeah Jane Campion you're a hero and then like hours later <laughs> <laughs> it's just like white feminism at it again like yeah I just she did that to herself man I don't know I still a lot of these male directors who like I don't know how many times has Mel Gibson been nominated or whatever like they've done way worse things but I'm right. just like why would you do this like just just don't say things like that. Like, right. why? like, yeah, it doesn't matter if like, oh, she didn't mean anything by it or whatever, whatever. Like Ugh. that thought was in your brain. And then you. Yeah. Like, you how would you that, even think that? Right. Like, oh, my God. So, yeah. Wow. Bizarre. 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 <laughs> anyway, the movie is good, but I cannot defend. <laughs> I cannot defend Sam Elliott or Jane Campion. No, no. They are both on notice. That was. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Woof. Well, I probably will watch it because it, it did look interesting. Um, but I will do it's so. It's really intense. A... It like gave me such a um, strong feeling of dread. Ooh. I was like, uh, which I, I don't know. It's it's it was interesting when movies or TV shows are able to do that, like to get you so emotionally involved that you're like, I was so worried about some of the characters at various points. And uh, yeah, I thought it was really effective. So I would definitely be interested to hear what you thought of it or what any of our listeners thought of any of these movies. Feel free to hit us up on social media and tell me why I'm wrong about House of Gucci if you want. <laughs> or tell me why I'm wrong about hating all of them because I don't know. I just hate everything now. <laughs> or tell us what good movies you saw that you liked that aren't these ones. <laughs> yeah. Any, any movie related things. Tell us. We would love to hear it. Yeah. And we will be back. Our next episode is an interview with Tara Isabella Burton, whose uh, book, The World Cannot Give, came out a few weeks ago, and it is fucking fantastic. So, so if you go buy it today, you can read it before you listen to the episode and know more about what we're talking about. But it's a great conversation either way. Yes. That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at UnlikableFCPod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. 
Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.